Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you'll always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Back Row Steelers Show, in the How Did You Hear About Podco section of the application. Welcome to The Back Row Steelers Show, part of the Back Row family of podcasts. Hey, Steeler Nation, welcome to The Back Row Steelers Show. I'm Rob Sprout, and I'm happy you're listening for your weekly Steelers fix. This week's episode, we're going to cover our week six Who's your daddy stomping of the Cleveland Browns, injury updates, and a week seven preview of probably our toughest matchup of the year so far with the Tennessee COVID Titans in Nashville. And as always, Rob's fantasy finish to wrap things up. Before we start, please go hit me up at Steelers on Twitter and Instagram. Give me a, a follow on there, like some of my stuff, that'd be really cool. Or, you know, feel free to shoot me an email at BackRowSteelers at gmail.com. If there's something you want to hear me talk about or you just maybe have some suggestions for the podcast, that'd be cool too. All right, anyway, I guess uh, let's get started talking about this week six, 38-7 victory in a battle for the North. My prediction was 24-17 to Steelers, and we blew that out by a lot. I was, I was right in a previous episode when I said that if Baker isn't healthy, there's no way they're putting up 17 points. And well, that happened. They only put up seven. This game was just plain misery for the entire Browns team. They got one touchdown, and despite what all the announcers in the NFL said about the Browns running game, uh, they had a team, that's a team total, of just 75 yards rushing on 22 rushes. That's a horrific 3.4 yards per carry. That's just terrible, and honestly, laughable numbers. Uh, Before the game, I, I had some conversations with some Twitter friends who are Browns fans, uh, and they were feeling quite confident about Kareem Hunt and his abilities. Well, Hunt finished the day with an abysmal 40 yards rushing. Baker Mayfield probably shouldn't have been playing at all also. He, he had a pretty significant rib injury heading into the game. I talked to some of my Twitter buddies about that too, and they're like, yeah, but he's going to play because he's tough. Well, he is tough, but uh, and I will say game recognizes game, and I appreciate his toughness, and I... I would want to play too uh, be, if, if I were him because it was such an important game for them. E- eventually, the ribs had taken enough, though. I guess the coaches did too after the two interceptions and Case Keenum. Oh, Case Keenum. He came in and relieved him to finish the game. He didn't really throw the whole ball, the ball a whole lot, though, so he didn't really affect things one way or the other. Big Ben really didn't have to do a lot to secure that win, uh, going only 14 for 22 for a small... 162 yards passing and a touchdown. James Conner had himself a day, though, going for 101 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool, James Washington were the top receiving options for Ben uh, throughout the game. What I honestly am happy about more than anything, though, is the diversity of the offense. Uh, I I spoke earlier before the season even started, you know, in the non-point scoring season. So, but before any preseason things were happening or not happening, and I just talked about all the weapons that we have and that we just need to use them. Well, it, that seems to be what's happening. And I, like I said, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about the diversity of the offense and the use. 
I think Matt Canada has really stepped up Fickner's play calling, and hopefully he can keep it up. We'll see. I honestly think Matt Canada is probably our next offensive coordinator, and eventually Fickner's going to be gone. All right, let's talk about some injuries before this weekend's matchup in Tennessee. The biggest loss from the weekend was Devin Bush tearing his ACL. What what an awful injury. ACLs, man, they just they got to go in, they got to get surgery, they got to get repaired under their knee. Then they got to rehab. They're, he's not going to be available until next season. Backup linebacker Robert Spillane filled in quite nicely though, honestly. The guy looked pumped to be playing and went off. He got 6 total tackles on the day, which was tied for the second most tackles. Uh, in the whole game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other notable injuries from the Browns game as well as some updates on players that were uh, out last week were Mike Hilton with a shoulder injury. He had a limited practice on Tuesday. Marquise Pouncey, he left the game with a lingering foot injury from week five against the Eagles. If he's not good to go next week, then J.C. Hassenauer will get the start. Deontay Johnson with his back injury and David DeCastro were uh, he was nursing an abdominal injury. He practiced in full. Well, they both did. They practiced in full on Tuesday and looked to be a good go for this weekend coming up. Fullback Derek Watt is still limited in practice as he's trying to recover from a hamstring injury, and I don't think they're in a rush to get him back on the field. There's just no sense in rushing him and risking re-injury. Uh, hamstring injuries, for some of you that don't follow football quite as closely as I do you, you may not notice things like what hamstrings do to a player well hamstring injuries usually lead to complementary injuries because the players start favoring one leg over the other and so the leg that's injured with the hamstring injury they're trying to recover while all their weight and force is being used by the other leg now and that leg starts to develop pain so you can get hip and knee pain and even ankle problems uh, on the non-injured leg. So really no rush to get him back. Let's just let Derek Watt get healthy and bring him back when he is. So all that leading into next week against a solid 6-0 and Titans team that almost got beat, uh, beaten, I, I don't know, maybe both terms are correct, by the Houston Texans. So for, for those of you that don't know, Ryan Tannehill is currently ranked fourth in the NFL based on quarterback ratings through the first six weeks. Well, what does that mean for Pittsburgh? It means that we have a tougher opponent, and it means that our pass rush and secondary are going to be tested more and going to have to dominate the whole game to keep a very accurate and capable passer from being able to pick us apart. We don't really need a quarterback coming out there and destroying our, our defense, and I don't think it's going to happen. It, it's just, it just Our defense is just way too good. It also means that the Steelers need to keep uh, the foot on the gas like they did last week. Maybe Fickner... Heard my podcast complaining about him and playing conservatively. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he'd give a shit anyway. Eh, whatever. My, my biggest concern is, even though we've been tough, Derek freaking Henry. This guy is tough. That guy's a monster. Uh, Mike Tomlin said it's like Bud Dupree running with the football. That was the quote. So, Bud Dupree running with the football. That sounds like a really difficult guy to bring down. My biggest concern is even though we've been tough, is that Derrick Henry running? He's just a monster. and But he looks extra susceptible, English. Sorry, I'm a little mush-mouthed. Uh, extra susceptible to leg tackles when you watch him run. So that'll bode well for our defense, who seem to have spent a significant amount of time on technique. It, they're tackle monsters out there. Either way, he's their main weapon, and we need to contain the run and force him to try to pass the ball more. 
Corey Davis is off the COVID reserve list. A.J. Brown and Davis will be the primary targets for sure. So coverage will be babysitting those two a lot. The Titans are without their pro ball left pro bowl left tackle though, Taylor Lewin. That guy was an animal at left tackle on the offensive line for them. They don't have him. And you know who's going to be attacking the left side of the line? Bud Dupree. He's probably really excited about that. Nobody's really happy that people are injured, but he's probably pretty excited that he's not facing Taylor Lewin trying to get into Ryan Tannehill to get some sacks this weekend. So I'm sure Tannehill is not that excited about that, but maybe they'll figure it out. They may wind up running different blocking schemes and stuff to try to keep Bud Dupree at bay. That's going to be really tough, though. John New Smith, Tennessee's star tight end, is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Well, just an ankle sprain, I guess. Uh, I tried to look up some more info on it. Really couldn't find much. So I, I don't think he's going to be playing. They do have Anthony Ferksker. I think that's how you pronounce that guy's name. He, he went off last week at tight end. T- Ryan Tannehill loves his tight ends. So I know this isn't time for Rob's fantasy finish yet, but if you're playing any Tennessee Titans, Anthony Ferksker might be a sneaky start. Anyway, back to this. So without Johnny Smith, that's one less red zone target, honestly, that Tannehill is using and used to throwing to. Media articles report that the Titans have a quote-unquote stout defense and are saying it's going to be a challenge for our offense. Uh, how about this? According to lineups.com, they are 12th overall in defense. Pittsburgh's number one, right? But these guys are 12th overall in defense. However, they are 28th in the league for sacks. Well, that means that their pass rush isn't too good. They're 26th overall against passing touchdowns. That's not that great. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. Last, yes, last in the league on third down and red zone touchdowns percentages. So third downs and touchdowns, they're the worst. So I I don't know what to think about this. The media is saying that they have a stout defense. Well, the numbers are kind of proving otherwise. And their secondary is honestly a little banged up and kind of weak. So I, I think Big Ben has an opportunity to just pick them apart. Like I said, their secondary isn't that good. They are good against the rush as far as, you know, stopping running backs from, from gaining a bunch of yards. But I don't know if that's really going to matter with the offensive line that we have. So I think Connor has himself quite a decent game. Let, let's go ahead and make a score prediction for Sunday. I'm thinking somewhere, hmm. Oh, boy. I, I wrote down a number. I think I might stick with it here. I'm going to go 27 to 19. Pittsburgh wins in Nashville. I, I, it may not even be that close, but 27 to 19 Steelers victory. Let's go. We're going to move to six and Oh, I just can't wait. I'm so pumped for this weekend. Anyway, all that would have been a great segue into the fantasy finish, but I want to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick just for a quick minute. First, the media has kind of been doing him dirty lately and questioning his value. Well, it's, that, that's just ridiculous. Teams are avoiding him in coverage. They're, people are complaining about his numbers. The team other, Opposing teams are not throwing in his direction. They're just plain out avoiding him. Like, they don't want to throw in his direction. Because of that, he's being accused of not doing his job or of not being the monster that he was last year. Well, he's locking down a huge area of the field. That in itself is domination. That limits what other teams can actually do with the football. Well, the the stats say that he's on a similar path, honestly, to, to meet his tackle total for last season. Uh, last Sunday, he had an interception return for a touchdown, and 
That's what happened when they tried to target where he was in the field. He caught the ball, ran it back for a touchdown. Everybody just needs to calm down about Minka Fitzpatrick. He's doing what he's supposed to do and doing it very, very well. Uh, I don't expect the interceptions to to match his numbers from last year, but y- you know what? Like the the tackle total is on the same path, so it, it's okay. He is and will continue to be one of the best safeties in the league. So beat writers and media out there, you guys need to appreciate what he's doing and get off his back and stop trying to stir the pot. It's annoying clickbait and honestly just lazy freaking writing. So just give it up. All right, time for Rob's Fantasy Finish. Rob's Fantasy Finish is fictionally brought to you by Old Line Single Malt American Cask Strength with Cask Strength Whiskey. That's a mouthful, especially when you've had a couple swigs of some old line anyway if i'm slurring my words too much that's why anyway let's talk about who your fantasy starters should be this week the steelers defense is ranked number one in the nfl and is going to destroy the titans this weekend even without devin bush robert spillane fills nicely out there and shouldn't be much of a difference there so go ahead and fire up the steelers defense I, i they're pretty much a go for the rest of the season the only the only game that I'm kind of worried about is Baltimore, and really not I'm not worried about it. I just don't think that their fantasy production is going to be as high a level as it is against all the other teams they're playing. So, yeah, I don't know. Fire up the defense. Let's talk about the offense for a little bit here. On the offense, I'd I'd first off like to say I'd like to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for telling you to start Juju Smith-Schuster. Either way, like he he's a stud, and it's tough. It's just hard. And I'm feeling emotional because I love Juju. And I and I just I want him to put up a lot of fantasy points for me because I like seeing his name on my roster. A, a beautiful roster is a beautiful thing. And Juju is part of a beautiful roster. Unfortunately, he's not getting the targets. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for telling you to fire up Juju. All right. Anyway, fire up Big Ben and James Conner for sure. And Claypool in a flex spot his consistency i know he's put up two decent games but his consistency is yet to be proven uh but we can't ignore his boom potential anymore but he he's not safe enough yet to be throwing in as your solid wide receiver spot start but i you know what throw him in a flex his boom potential is worth it i i think you you can fairly you can say he's probably has a fairly safe floor at this point and maybe around 10 points I'm hoping he gets a lot more than that, and his ceiling is kind of, you don't even know anymore. Uh, his ceiling's probably that game with four touchdowns. Will he ever do that again? Probably not, but one can hope. Anyway, uh, I would start, go ahead and start Claypool in a flex spot. Again, back to the Juju thing. I don't think you can safely start Juju, and that kind of sucks, but he was even asked about his lack of production, and he re- he replied simply, I'm just happy that we're 5-0. and like, He's not worried about himself, and... I don't think that writers are used to that. They're not used to wide receivers just being about the team, especially somebody who's like a star wide receiver. They're used to them kind of being about themselves and expecting the production. The, Juju's a team player. He, he knows he draws coverage. Because he's drawing coverage, other guys can get open. In case you haven't noticed, when the other guys are scoring touchdowns and making big pleas, he's the first person down there congratulating them. He's pumped for these guys. He's pumped for the team. And that's awesome. It's just unfortunate we cannot start him in fantasy. And that's painful to see Juju on the bench. All right, Deontay Johnson. He's a questionable flex play at best coming off an injury, but he was practicing in full, so maybe I'm wrong. 
And because I said that, now he's going to have a monster game. So I guess throw him in a flex spot too, it, you know, or one of your wide receiver spots. Before he got injured, he was leading the team in targets. You know, if you're in a, a PPR league, which I think most people are at this point, points per reception, you need to go ahead and start him because he's going to have more targets than anybody else on the field. And lastly, I'd say stay away from the tight ends, even though the Titans have one of the worst red zone defenses. I just don't I just don't trust old Brick Hands Ebron to make any plays when they matter the most, and especially in the red zone. Ben throws him the ball, he drops it. Ben throws him the ball, he drops it. He just kind of looks lazy sometimes, and I don't like that because, you know, before the season started, he was super pumped and happy to be there and ready to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, he just is out there in the field. Some of the routes he runs look kind of lazy, looks kind of slow. I don't know if maybe he's like low-key hurt, but I'm not starting him anywhere. I have him on a bunch of my rosters. He's sitting on the bench. And I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast for a chance to win a back row Steelers vinyl decal. I am still doing that. I sent one out so far, and the guy I sent it to absolutely loves it. It's, uh, you know, my buddy Tyler Burnett. He sent me that question on Twitter. He went on there. He reviewed my podcast on Apple. And thanks a lot again, buddy. I appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying the sticker. I mailed it off to him. He got it within a few days. Dude lives in Texas. So he's liking the sticker a lot. It looks good. So anyway, uh, I am still doing that, like I said. So please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. If you don't if you don't have Apple, that's fine. Grab some of your friends' iPhones and go on and review my podcast. And then screenshot it and send it to me. And I will uh, pick from a couple people and I'll send some stickers out. All right. So yeah, share this podcast with your friends. Share the Steelers' love so we can have a great football season all together. And like I always say, get outside, get some fresh COVID-free air and sun, take some time to appreciate nature, and uh, stay safe, and I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show. All right, and uh, a special shout-out to my buddy Tim. Thank you again for making the Back Row Steelers songs, the intro and outro. Tim, I'm sorry, buddy. You're a Browns fan, and uh, I I don't know what to tell you about that. And I I know it's got to be sad. It has to be sad watching your quarterback get hurt. And like I said, nobody wants to see people get hurt. However, uh, Baker just couldn't he couldn't stand the heat, so he had to get out of the kitchen. Thanks again, Tim. Love you. Bye.